Welcome to this Mother Looking Life podcast with me, your host, Dion Buckingham-Brown, a midlife mummer enjoying life as a business owner, investor and entrepreneur here to help other midlife mums create the life they want on their terms. We'll be talking mindset, marketing and money-making skills, so wherever you're at in your midlife journey, we've got your back. What are you waiting for? Let the Mother Looking Podcast begin. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is Making Sang. Is that right? It is. <laughs> awesome. No. So welcome for joining us, Making. Um, FOMO creator, the UK's first. And you're today going to tell us a little bit about how to create FOMO, fear of missing out, and grow your brand using social media, in particular Twitter, because that's your platform of choice. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Awesome. So um, tell us a little bit first about how you um, came to become the FOMO creator. How did you get so I was actually using social media for my first business, which is uh, making uh, making tea. So my first name is Making, and I'm on all the socials as Making Tea. And um, very quickly, I started to establish my brand and build FOMO for myself. And um, and so then I was asked to do it for other people, um, using Twitter primarily. So going to events and just tweeting a lot of times uh, for the event so that people can read the tweets and think, oh my gosh, what's going on here? I need to go to the next event. And so um, and so because I was doing it so well for other, uh, other people, more people were asking me. And that's really how it sort of uh, evolved. So it went from me creating FOMO for my tea business to then starting to create FOMO for other um, businesses. So uh, events, workshops, uh, masterclasses, festivals, that kind of thing. That's amazing because like, I've heard, obviously, I, I'm on Twitter. I, I just cannot get my head around it. Um, I live on LinkedIn and, and I hear people doing so well on Twitter. But from what I understand, you have to be on it 24-7. I haven't really got the time to do that. How do you manage it so well? No, you don't need to be on it 24-7. It's like any um, platform, isn't it? I mean, once you get, you know, LinkedIn or Twitter, you know, or any platform as a well-oiled engine, then you can take a step back and then you don't need to go on it. So, of course, initially, you do need to establish yourself, start building your brand, uh, start building relationships, that kind of thing, and put in a few systems and processes in place in order to get Twitter to point where you just maybe check in every now and again you know maybe once or twice a day or you know three times a week whatever you want to so there will be times where I haven't gone in um you know maybe two three days but it's going it's absolutely fine people are engaging with me and there isn't you don't need to absolutely respond once someone sends a message to you you know once you get to that point so like any platform you know work hard at it at the start get things going and then when you get things going then you can sort of taper off at some point oh awesome so how many followers would it take and how much activity would it take in the early stages to get to a point where you can just be posting maybe um once or twice a day three or four times a week that's a good question so um i um i actually did this myself so i actually had a personal setback in um 2016 so I uh, disappeared from social media um, no it was earlier than that but I actually disappeared from social media for two years and then in 2016 I had to get back you know I wanted to get back and re-establish myself 
So at that point, I had four and a half thousand followers on Twitter, oh, wow. um, but I may as well have, have had no nobody because you know no followers because I did you know I wasn't around for two years. So um, what I did was I started to show up, started to get involved in um, conversations, started to you know talk to everybody that started to follow me. I started to share great stuff, um, get involved at events, and started live tweeting. Uh, and that kind of thing. And I suppose, um, I mean, within three months, I got picked up by Google and um, I ended up working with them for a year on a project. And um, I picked up by some of the, the big tea companies and I was doing a few bits and pieces there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and then I appeared on TV, uh, on radio a couple of times, appeared in a, a national magazine. And, um, and that was just through consistently building my brand and starting to get known for uh, what it is I do really so um, yeah it can take um, you know maybe a good few months uh, to you know to really get into it and if you're already familiar with another platform another social media platform adding another one on top of that won't take as uh, as much as if you're starting from scratch really so um, so yeah just, just a few months will be fine oh wow okay and what type of content do you think works best um, on Twitter is it mainly should you go all in on the business side of things? Should you do personal or is a good mix of both the best way? Definitely, definitely good mix of both. We all know that um, people buy from people, right? People buy from people. So if people buy from people, people need to get to know who you are. Yes. And if they need to get to know who you are, you need to put your personal brand out there. You need to let people in to your life. You can decide what you want to allow in. So I know that, you know, some mums will not, you know, talk about their children uh, to protect their names. Some of them will, but they won't mention their names. You know, um, some people have um, hobbies and they will allow people to learn about their hobbies and so on. Um, so, you know, when I was uh, in the tea business, I love tea. Um, I also like coffee um, and fine whiskey. I like to go into restaurants and Anything that my audience loves, I, you know, I'm, um, uh, I like to read newspapers, uh, I like to read The Guardian, so I love art and poetry, and I know that my customers would too. So I would allow people a little bit into my life by sharing that kind of stuff. So I didn't just talk about tea, I would talk about things that were related to tea that I know that my customers would be interested in. In as well um, I'm Chinese so that means I love karaoke right it's a law <laughs> so, you know I would sing and dance like no one's watching while I'm in my car and I record that and just put it out on Twitter yeah. for a bit of a laugh just to make people giggle and if people like me then they may be inquisitive to know to find out more about me um, so it's definitely using Twitter to uh, build your personal brand is just as important as building your business brand. So when you're tweeting, say, you know, you do 10 tweets, then two of them may be salesy and promotionally getting people to do something, you know, giving people call to action. Um, and then eight of them are really about showcasing your authority that you know what you're talking about, um, you know, showing a little bit of your personal brand, who you are, what you like. And start to connect with people as well. You know, engaging with people is just the biggest thing um, that Twitter is famed for because you're not really talking to one person. You're talking to lots of people. And when you're talking to lots of people, that's where the magic happens, really. So definitely a mixture of personal and business branding. Oh, awesome. So, I mean, I totally agree with you there. I mean, I, on LinkedIn, um, 
I do put some kind of product information content out there, but by far my best um, content, the best engagement I get is when I talk about um, mainly so my, my journey into business from my, my past career. And people love real insights, but I don't know about you, I don't really subscribe to showing all of yourself on social. I, I like to think, show the best bits of yourself and leave some of the drama off screen. <laughs> you were there all type of lady. Uh, no, I mean, people don't want to know absolutely everything, do they? They, they do, do want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get off on drama. <laughs> no, I mean, show a little bit of yourself, but not absolutely everything. So, you know, I think that, uh, for example, you know, I talked about my personal setback and, um, you know, I did go through bouts of depression. So I have sort of shared my story uh, from time to time about, you know, those things. Don't, I don't bang on about it, you know, um, because, um, pe yeah, people aren't interested. Um, but they do, um, like you say, sometimes when I put out a, a really personal post, it, you know, the messages that I get uh, from people who say, thank you so much for sharing. I really needed to hear that today. And um, I mean, actually, there was an incident, I can talk about it now. Um, two, was it two years ago? It was about two years ago, I, I was catfished. Uh, and I was very ashamed and, you know, um, very upset. Um, but when I finally got used to the idea and thought, well, you know, I, I should talk about it. Um, because it's not, uh, it's not unintelligent women that get caught up um, with catfishing. It's uh, women with a big heart, you know, and men. And when I posted a, a really personal post out there, um, I ended up supporting about 10 people from around the world who'd gone through a similar thing, men and women, and, um, and they really needed someone to talk to and they didn't know who to talk to. So, you know, so it is absolutely okay within your boundaries and within, you know, what, whatever you want to put out there. Um, you can decide what you want to put out there on a personal note. And like I say, it doesn't all have to be doom and gloom. It could be, you know, like I say, just singing in the car like no one's watching and singing my head off and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Definitely allow a little bit of personal, but not everything. No one wants to know everything about your personal life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, you've given us a, a rounded view there. So do you have a, like a process for creating the content and then generating leads and then getting people off Twitter into a call? Do, do you have a process that you could share? I do. So um, we talked about branding. So, you know, if you're starting from scratch or you've got an account and, you, you know, you need to rejuvenate it, we need to get back to basics. And it is about branding. So branding is, you know, what you look like online. And people are very fickle. They will make, four, you know, a decision in four seconds whether they like you or not. So you may make those four seconds count. So on your profile pic, you know, what does your cover page, which is basically your billboard, what does that say about you? Is it striking enough? Are you giving people a call to action? So uh, on my cover page, on my Twitter bio, um, I have uh, photographs of me actually in action, tweeting, I'm interviewing people, because as a FOMO creator, um, I, uh, I'm a social media reporter at events. I also tweet, I also Instagram, I Facebook, I, um, I uh, do LinkedIn, and I do all of this live, all from my phone. So I want people to, uh, to see that. So 
So there's a little, a few photographs of uh, little bits of everything that I do there. The bio, you've got 160 characters to play with. Tell people what it is you do in a very succinct way. So as a FOMO creator, I am the number one and the original. That's what my marketing mentor said to me. I've got to do that. Be yeah. proud of who you are and what you do. And I am. I am the original and I am the number one FOMO um, creator. So I put that. And I also put in a branded hashtag in my bio as well. So if people are thinking, what's FOMO creator? They can actually click on that because I've uh, used it as a hashtag. And then people will be able to see the tweets of what FOMO creator means. Oh. So whenever I have tweeted, I will, you know, I will showcase or add um, FOMO creator into my tweets to showcase a little bit about what I do. The branding doesn't stop there. The first tweet, what do you want people? to see what is the first tweet that you want people to see so I actually changed this recently um, I had uh, some incredible uh, videographers who um, put a fantastic video of me together uh, talking about uh, FOMO creation and so I want that to be my first tweet and so people can click on that and go and find out more about what uh, what a FOMO creator does so that's all to do with branding. And if people are looking at your Twitter profile on your computer, you've got seven seconds to impress. But a lot of people using their smartphones now, you've got four seconds to impress. Otherwise, people will flick through and scroll through. So that's really, really important. Awesome. Then the second thing is to start to get to know people. So, you know, just like when you're at a party and you go to the bar and you're just waiting for the bar person, and you probably, you know, if you're like me, because I'm short, <laughs> I get ignored <laughs> for quite a while while I'm waiting for a drink. <laughs> well, look around, and, you know, I just talk to someone, you know. Everybody has to be super tall, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right so you know you, you kind of look around and you smile and you, you know you talk to someone and you just get into a conversation right twitter is exactly the same so you go in and just have a quick look see if there's anyone you can talk to and what do you say you don't say oh hey i'm making i'm number one fomo creator this is my card <laughs> Uh, okay you talk about you know the party you know who do you know uh, have, have you come here alone um that sounds like a uh, line. no no but you know what it is you just start talking into the conversations so yeah. on twitter will be you know how's your week been you know what have you been up to um you know something like that maybe have a look at what's trending at the moment see if you can get involved in a conversation there and if you're a little bit shy to begin with um, have a look at other people's tweets and then start liking them or share them or in the, you know, or if you feel a little bit braver, comment on them. Because mm -hmm. how many of us have lurked? I mean, Dion, you must have, you know, seen something and you thought, oh, that's great. And then just moved on to the next thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all do. We all lurk. Mm -hmm. But if we just stop long enough to give thanks to that person because they took their time to write that blog post or you know, create that video, just go to them and say thank you. And if you're feeling really brave, get a video on your phone and upload it to say thank you. And this is where the building relationships can be really powerful. Um, I had a guy who has liked a lot of my stuff, so he's probably at the stage where he's trying to build relationships with people and not really sure how to do it. So he, he tends to like a lot of my stuff and I've seen him. Um, I've seen what he does and I keep meaning to say thank you. Well, I did it last week. I created a video and I said, um, 
thank you so much. I have seen you like my tweets for quite a while. Um, you, you know, you're absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for making my day. Um, and uh, and that was it. I didn't give him. A, I didn't thrust a business card at him. I just said thank you. Uploaded the video. It made his day. Oh, other people, other people um, piped in and said, "Yes, he's a great guy." And that's where you get the conversations going. And because so many people lurk, other people are watching that you don't know about. You know, if you're not putting any content up there in the, um, at all, then no one will be lurking on your content. So don't, you know, so when you're putting content there, you never know who's watching. And this happened to me two weeks ago. It turns out this woman had been lurking and liking. No, she's never liked my stuff, never retweeted, never engaged with me, but she'd been watching my stuff for a year. And finally, she sends me a message uh, and says, uh, I've been watching you for quite a bit. What are your prices? And, uh, you know, again, if I hadn't been putting content consistently for that year, then she wouldn't have lurked and then she wouldn't have got in touch with me. So, um, so when you're building relationships on Twitter and when you're putting content out there, you will find that there may be, you know, you may not get a lot of retweets, you may not get a lot of likes or you may not comment. But if you don't put anything out there in the paper in the first place, then you never know who's watching. So, That's so true. Yeah, because I had um, one of my existing clients, he'd been, they'd been watching for two years, lurking, never ever engaged, never sent me a message, never liked, commented, nothing. And then out of the blue one day, um, they asked me a question about somebody that perhaps I would have known. And I actually did know this person, so it was a mutual connection. And um, they are now, a year and a bit on, still my client. Yeah, no, um, that's incredible, and that happens in all the platforms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so a lot of people do get dejected, uh, as I'm sure you found, uh, Dion. They think, "Oh, I haven't got enough followers. I haven't got any likes. I haven't got any shares." But don't get obsessed with the wrong type of metrics because mm -hmm. there are so many people lurking, so many people who are checking you out that you don't know. You just need to keep the faith. And just make sure that you continue to produce great content and you and people will connect with you um so you know i mean for that particular case you know it took a year but in another case i uh, i went to an event and live tweeting is actually what i do um to take notes so on this particular occasion i wasn't tweeting on behalf of a client i was just tweeting on behalf of me i just wanted to share my knowledge and yeah. give great content to the world so um, one of the speakers, um, you know, she was a, a great uh, speaker. And so I was sharing her stuff. After she got off the stage, she saw the tweets and uh, she said, gosh, you're really good at this tweeting thing. And I said, well, it's kind of what I do. Um, and uh, so we engaged in a bit more of a conversation. Um, and again, I still didn't trust my business card after. After she saw all the tweets that I did, she said, I'm going to refer you to somebody. And I ended up getting a client as a result. Um, so... And that was in a day, you know, that was literally, she, she was there speaking in the morning and then by the evening she'd already referred me to someone. Oh, so, you know, when you are tweeting, when you're going to an event, you can create FOMO for your own business just by sharing the knowledge that you've attained and putting it out there because other people will be looking. Awesome. I, I hear you, uh, was it 1,500 tweets at an event? Oh, you're exaggerating a little bit, 1,300. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take a couple of hundred. Yeah, oh, lots of did tweets between friends. Yeah, I struggle tweets. to knock out five or six. You know, <laughs> like 
like, I'm thinking, where is the auto scheduler? Because I have not got bigger fingers. Oh my God, how do you manage that? Don't know. It's it's funny. I didn't realise it was a skill until someone pointed it out to me. And the guy who pointed it out to me, I just thought it's because you can't do two things at once. Because you're a male. <laughs> That's what I thought. What's but actually, <laughs> <laughs> but I I just um yeah. As more and more people told me, that was when I realised. Oh, maybe it is something that I can actually help people with. And um, I don't know. Uh, some people suggested it might be because I'm bilingual, and so I can split my brain into two and listen to the speaker and then my, my thumbs are almost you know tweeting something else and I'm listening constantly uh, and it does it does take a lot of concentration admittedly um but I, I don't know I, I'm just very good at it I just like doing it and you know for um for what one of my um clients in March and it was the first virtual conference that I did and um, so that's quite different from um, a live conference, obviously. Um, and so um, I was listening to the speakers and I had to use a combination of my computer and my phone. Um, and his Twitter account only had 330 followers at that time. But when I was tweeting on his account, using um, you know, my strategy of engaging with people um, on his behalf, we still managed to reach 4 million people that day. Um, and wow. yeah, and we, uh, I think I tweeted, um, because I was doing other bits and pieces for him as well. So I also created a blog post, uh, which we put on LinkedIn and, um, Facebook. And I also did a few Instagram bits and pieces as well. Um, I was able to tweet 728 times for that client and create uh, a blog post per speaker. I think there were 19 speakers that day. So, um, so yeah, that, that's what I did for, uh, for, for that particular client. That is just, look, I can't even wrap my head around that. That is just <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, just imagine how much value you're giving and, um, you know, just a short space of time as well. I just can't even, so there's hope for me yet then. I think I've got 332 followers on Twitter. Yeah. So, really? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's just crazy. Awesome. <laughs> So um, what would be next then? So we talked about, um, you know, branding. We talked yeah. about relationship building. So, you know, um, liking comments, start uh, sharing comments and, uh, you know, and even saying thank you and start building those relationships. Um, the next thing, of course, is you've got to prove, you know, I can't just go around saying, I'm the number one FMO creator, the number one and original. I've got to prove it. Social I've proof. got to prove it. Yeah. Social proof. So. You know, I write about it and I will share it. So uh, I actually, because I, I'm currently having my website done at the moment, actually use LinkedIn. I write my articles on LinkedIn. And, um, and the best thing about um, LinkedIn is that you can, you know, once you've created an article, you can post it. And you can also post it onto Twitter at the same time, which yes. is amazing. Brilliant. So, I use uh, LinkedIn to showcase my authority and I will write that LinkedIn article, tag people uh, accordingly. And I also use a platform called Try Lately. And Try Lately is an artificial intelligence platform which will read through my article and generate lots of social media posts oh. within seconds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I um, I would, um, you know, one of my articles has, a, I don't know, about 1,500 words. 
I put it through the platform try lately and it generated 44 tweets for me in seconds. If I had done it myself to read through my whole article, it would take me, I don't know, 40 minutes, something like that, in order to create those tweets and then schedule them to uh, to tweet. So try lately enables me to um, it saves me, yeah, 40 minutes work basically. And so um, I I can then schedule those uh, 44 tweets to run for, you know, week period, um, six month period, or however. Um, and I can also create other social media posts as well. It's not just Twitter, um, but that's what okay. I do. So any blog posts that I want more people to, to read, um, I will put it through this platform and it will, um, you know, it will create these uh, posts, whether it's for Facebook or LinkedIn or, or whatever. Oh, brilliant. Is that open yeah. to everybody to use or is it? Yeah. Yeah, so if you go to trylately.com, you know, you can uh, get a demonstration from someone and uh, it's a, a company that I met in San Diego and um, absolutely love that platform. And it, yeah, it helps you to, you know, get more eyes on your content, yeah. you know, so if you created some amazing videos, you know, you can put it through um, and it's AI can listen to it and um, and create some incredible posts. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, it's available to anyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, so that's authority. You know, you want to prove that you are good at what you do. Uh, so definitely share, um, you know, articles that you've done. Definitely share articles of people in your industry. You know, uh, you don't want to sound like a broken record and say, hey, me, this is me, look at me, what am I doing? You know, don't do that. Share stuff from other people in your industry. That's why you've got some incredible guests on your show um, because, Everyone has their own level of expertise, you know. Um, you've got my friend uh, Neil Schaefer, I believe, uh, hopefully, uh, coming on yes, board. Yes, I've to arrange time with him, but absolutely. I've uh, been just working out diaries. Can't wait. Awesome. And uh, Mark Schaefer, love that guy. He yeah, is amazing. Oh, so, you know, share their stuff uh, if it's relevant to your industry. You know, share people's stuff that uh, is relevant because, uh, you know, and it could be podcasts, uh, it could be blog posts, it could be videos, you know, put all of those through uh, through Twitter uh, and start talking to people. This is it, you know, just start talking to people. You know, if people have liked your um, post, don't start a conversation with them. Oh, hey, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much for liking, your, uh, liking my post. How... How's your week been? Yeah. You know, just uh, you know, just ask a lovely question like that. Yeah. Now, one of there's two main reasons why I love Twitter, and one of them is that it's where the journalists hang out. Journalists are looking for stories, and especially right now, they're looking for stories. So you go to Twitter and you search on the hashtag journal requests, and you see what the journalists are looking for. And now if you've built a brand and people already know um, what you are known for, then you never know when they're looking for you know, some PR for themselves, they may recommend you to uh, relevant journalists. So that's how I managed to get on TV and radio and um, get on a, um, a national magazine, Good Housekeeping Guide, because people got to know that you know, I am one of the top 50 recommended speakers of tea in the world. And um, there was, a, you know, several journalists who were looking for um, tea experts in time for National Tea Day. And so other people who were following me said, oh, you've got to talk to Making Tea. And so that's how I got those gigs. So search on journal request to 
see what journalists are looking for. I, you never know when you'll be able to get a bit of free publicity for yourself. And there are other hashtags that you can search on as well. Uh, PR request and H-A-R-O, help a reporter out. Okay. So that's, yeah, so that's what, um, one of the main reasons why I love Twitter is because that's where the journalists hang out. You can get publicity for yourself. The second reason is because Google loves Twitter. Now, Dion, how often do you Google yourself? <laughs> uh, probably twice a year. <laughs> right, but at least you Google yourself, which is yeah. good, okay? So you go incognito and you Google yourself just to see where your pages rank, you know, does your website come up, you know, and, and so on. So when I Google myself, yes, it tells people that I've got a Twitter account, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Pinterest, um, Facebook, but the content that I post in all those platforms do not appear on Google. No. But my tweets do and the videos that I've done do and um, as I'm going to get more active on YouTube I should imagine that YouTube because it's the yeah. second biggest search engine after Google and it's owned by Google I should imagine that my Google videos yeah, will also sure. appear on page one or page two of Google so between five and ten percent of your tweets are indexed by Google so what that means is that you know when you're googling yourself and it comes back with the search results comes back with what it thinks is most relevant it will never tell you everything that you've done in Facebook it'll never tell you all the stuff that you've done on Instagram but it could potentially tell you some of the tweets and some of the videos that you've uh, put out there so that's why that's another reason why um, I love uh, Twitter because it increased my chances of being found on Google because a lot of people Google right so yeah. Well, that's, I, I really didn't know that. And is it because of the hashtags or it's just because of the platform itself or both? Um, um, it's because um, Twitter has a, a relationship with, with Google. Oh, right. um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so, so that's it. Awesome. Much. Yeah. That's brilliant. So much value they're making. Um, one question I do want to ask you about the branding aspect. You mentioned, um, you know, the link in bio. Now, I know that uh, Instagram, you can have Linktree or Milkshake that you can actually create like a mini website and have all of your social media platforms in one place in that one link in the bio. Does Twitter have that capability? Um, no, so you would use something like Linktree or Milkshake to do exactly that. So, um, and that's exactly what I've done. So, because I don't have a website at the moment yeah. in my bio, I I did used to use Linktree, but now I've used a Milkshake. But there's lots of other platforms. I think Shorby is another one as well, um, where you can have yeah different links. So, you know. Um, if you've got a best performing blog post or a best performing YouTube video, put it in Linktree or Milkshake and just, you know, get people to go to that particular thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great way of uh, showcasing a bit of, um, you know, a bit of what you do. That's brilliant. God, I didn't realise Twitter had so much capability. I know, you know, I've heard that it's good and obviously I know you and I know that you just dominate that space. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's really quite sh shocking to hear how it's one of the only platforms, aside from YouTube, that really shows all of your content. Uh, if you do a Google search, you know, that's uh, learn something new every day. Yeah, there you go. I mean, to be fair with you, a, a lot of people um, 
a lot of the listeners will think, oh, oh, I better get onto Twitter now, you know. No, 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 just stick with where your clients are, you know. And, and I genuinely believe um, that there is enough for everybody on all the platforms, you know. Yeah. So although Facebook has, you know, um, 51% of the population are on uh, Facebook in the UK, um, and um, I think a fifth of the population are on Twitter in the UK, and a third of the population are on LinkedIn. Those numbers are vast, mm. but um, so, you know, don't go for the, you know, the biggest one just because it's got more people on it. You know, are they your customers? That, that's the thing. Absolutely. Just make just make sure that you stick to one platform, maybe stretch it to two or three. And then, you know, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Because, I mean, there's, there's other platforms, you know, that, uh, uh, I mean, when I first started, I thought, oh, I've got to get on it, all of them, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Pinterest, for example. And I haven't done anything in, on that platform for quite a while. I've still got an account there. But, you know, um, don't get obsessed with trying to go onto all of them. If you want to give Twitter a go, yay, come and talk to me. It'll be amazing. Um, but don't try and get on all of them. Just choose two or three and then, yeah. you know, pop into the others and again. But LinkedIn is uh, one of my favorites as well. So Twitter, LinkedIn, I really like those two platforms. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned Neil Schaefer, who is the influencer guy. He said, um, just do Instagram a little bit more. So I'm sort of dabbling in Instagram as well at the moment. But that's it. I can't do any more. That's brilliant. Well, I love seeing you wherever. Wherever. Aww. In the flesh, social, wherever. And um, you've been really, really well. I'm so pleased that you've kind of got into that FOMO creator space and created that bubble for yourself and just, you know, absolutely dominate um the uk and the world <laughs> i think so so i know we can find your social what are your handles making how can we uh, connect with you on social media so um yeah i'm on all the socials as making tea which is m-a-y-k-i-n-g-t-e-a um, I have um, created a new YouTube channel. So if you search for FOMO Creator, you should find a couple of videos there. And one of them actually goes through how you can create FOMO for your own business right now. So I go through this six-step plan from gaining publicity uh, all the way through to gaining clients. And then I give actually eight different uh, social media content ideas that you can implement, even with us being at home, uh, not stuck, being at home. Um, you can definitely use any of those different um, ideas in order to create a bit of FOMO for your own business. And especially if you are attending a virtual uh, conference, a virtual event, there's lots of things that you can do, again, to get your name out there uh, and stand out from everyone else who's attending. Uh, and then when we're allowed to go out and play again, um, then when you go to an uh, events or conferences or events, you, again, you can gain a lot of publicity for yourself um, as an attendee, as a sponsor, as a speaker, as a conference organiser. And in that video, I give you a few ideas on how to do that. So I would go there. I think I'm a creator on YouTube and you'll be able to uh, get a bit more help from um, for yourself. Brilliant. Oh, thanks so much, Making. This is so much value and obviously don't forget it's making is a first name. That's right. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I called you May the first time, but yeah, Making. Um, thanks so much for giving us so much value today. Um, I know that you know members are going to absolutely love love your con content. They already love your content outside of this group. But um, no, thank you so much. Been You're welcome. <laughs>